press play to we're on we're on episode 11 <laughs> 11 uh that record got me high that's barry stock that's rob elba yes and we're doing it solo again we had uh, the last two weeks we had some guests we did good guests it we w- did. went they really were good worked out well we didn't have to uh you know we might have to scrap an episode eventually if you get a guest that's uh yeah, yeah, but but they both came with their A games. They came prepped. Yeah, absolutely, they did. Prepared. They had stuff to talk about. So that's it was right. Good. Woody and Brian were both um, excellent guests. So, and if you got a record that you love and you think you could talk about it and keep up with our shenanigans, <laughs> our banter, <laughs> and you feel like either driving to Hollywood or Western Florida, um, we will certainly consider it. So hit, hit us up. Hit us up. They could reach us at. T-R-G-M-H-3-3 at gmail.com. That's it. Okay. Or on Facebook at That Record Got Me High podcast page. You'll see it. There you um, go. And this week we're doing... Plastic Surgery Disasters by the Dead Kennedys. In 1982, their second album. Yes. And one where Jello basically takes aim at... <laughs> <laughs> Everything at everyone. Who who is he not mad at? Who does he yeah. not have issues with? But it's very, very, very good. It's really good, and it's funny. I was thinking the the, the lyrics in this are so good, and you could tell Jello is such an insufferable person. Insuff- <laughs> he's insufferable. And then yeah. w- when we did uh, the Smiths, it Marcy, wouldn't be as good. Marcy's he, lyrics are so good, and he's so insufferable. It so would that not must be, be as good thing. if Jello was not pretty much insufferable. <laughs> that, that being said, I did reach out to Alternative Tentacles, uh, JB at AlternativeTentacles.com, and say, you know, we'd love to have you chat for a few minutes about uh, the recording of the, you know, the writing and recording of uh, Plastic Surgery Disasters and the state of the band at that time. And I'm sure before the first, like four words in, the delete button was hit. <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> so, I don't know. I still, I just, I can't not, not love Jello in a way though. But Jello, I if really... you hear this, if you want to send it, I'll edit it in Yeah, later. we'll edit it in no matter what. Yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. edit some of us out just to put you in there. We will. For sure. I'm a fan. I don't know. But I know. I love the DKs. All right. Okay. Now, were you a DKs fan? Because I remember uh, right from the start, I heard there used to be a show down here called Radio Free Living Room. They mm-hmm. used to listen to every week. And I heard Holiday in Cambodia oh on there. God. And I said, oh, my God. Yeah. This is, this is awesome. Song, it yeah. does not sound like anything no. else. So I ran out and got the first DKs album. And um, fresh fruit for rotting vegetables. rotting vegetables, and it was so good and so punk rock, yeah. and so it has a song on there called "I Kill Children." <laughs> so I mean, if you want to get a record that your parents going to yeah. worry your parents, that one it was a dead cat. And that's the um, you know that's where they 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 you first hear that sound of this sort of, East Bay Ray has got this uh, he's a guitar player and he's got this surf he's got a punk sound but then he also plays these spy surf yeah he plays riffs. a lot of single notes he's yeah. got that echo on it so yeah. it's not it's not all heavy power chords right. at all it's like some and of it's like they cleaner. can really play uh, all and of so I went play. through today and you know um, I, I listened to some contemporaries of theirs from the from the uh, California punk scene and um it's from from the punk standpoint, they are the they are absolutely top 
not. Titans. They were the titans of punk rock. They, they were. really were. And their live shows were were. And you actually you actually saw them live, and I never really get to see them live. So I did. And when they're uh, after the first album, they had an EP before this one. They had an EP called In God We Trust Inc. Yeah. And uh, they were touring for that, and they played in Tampa, Florida, at a right. place called uh, the Cuban Club. The Cuban Club, uh, which is it was an actual Cuban like it was it an was. actual yep. like uh, yep. <laughs> it wasn't like a bar or anything. No, it was. Uh, but everyone from South Florida went there, congregated and there. And all the Orlando show. people went for some. I I didn't go because it was in Tampa, and Tampa had a uh, there was a heavy. Uh, skinhead Nazi contingent uh, in Tampa. Oh, and they were there. Yeah. <laughs> it was a scare. It, it was dangerous. It was yeah. awesome, but you felt like it felt like Apocalypse Now or something. It was it was like <laughs> outside, and as it was getting darker, the bands were playing, and the, the mood was getting darker, and people were just revved up. Right. And, and well, they would do this thing where, and I think we talked about this, was they they would have 19 bad hardcore bands, and then the band you wanted to see. <laughs> right, right. I right. had the same experience with the Butthole Surfers in Clearwater, <laughs> and which ended after three songs, because the Nazis' uh, skinheads were throwing beer bottles at the right. stage. And I think, and, and basically, if you read about the Dead Kennedys, that's basically why they disbanded. In uh, 19, uh, they formed in 1978 yep. in San Francisco, but yeah. uh, by 1986, they disbanded. And one of the big reasons Jello just didn't want to do it anymore is because he was sick of the, of the, of the Nazi, yeah. you know. Uh, you, every night you got to deal with these these Nazis that show up and are just intent on just, ruining. Yeah, and and it's and, and that's the one thing about the Dead Kennedys that I feel like a lot of people will just dismiss them outright because of their name, obviously, right? And because of oh, they played this wild punk rock, but they're really if you if you just. Take uh, take a little time to actually yeah. dig in and listen oh, yeah. to it, and especially this album that we're going to dig into right. now, Plastic Surgery Disasters. There's so much great stuff going on, and if you're just a fan of like rock and roll, yeah. and uh, it's just fast, it's yeah. just faster, it's fast, but it's played it's, very tight. And it's very yeah. clever, and the arrangements are clever. It's really great. So I think people people that like already, you know, obviously someone that's not into heavy music at all would not be into it. But if someone, right. uh, if you like other, like, you know, fast, loud type bands, if you're a fan of Metallica or something, exactly. you would love this, too. You would. Because <laughs> really this, is, this is just that fast and just that tight. And uh, they, um, you know, Jello's lyrics are. This is the longest set of lyrics that I've had to deal with because I print out the lyrics <laughs> oh, yeah, every week. Prints them out. So there's a lot I've got, going on. Um, yeah, I've got four pages full, and I had to reduce the font size <laughs> and the letting to get it all in here. So Jello does not spare the horses when it comes to lyrical content. He does not. But so, by, and also, did you notice a lot of what this was? This album came out in nineteen eighty-two. Uh, nineteen eighty-two. A lot of what he's talking about and complaining it's still, about it's still, is still just like yeah. OK Computer when we did OK Computer. Yeah, it's like things haven't They're changed. Not, nothing's that changed. Much. Yeah, no, very little of this record would be uh, not uh, uh, does not make sense. Today, in yes. fact, the the topics he uh, he, he chose were, um, and some of the topics are kind of um, 
surprising some of the things yeah. he goes well, after. Well, he was the, that's the one thing I always admired about him that he didn't always he didn't only attack the uh, the right the right wing. I mean, Correct. one of their first big hits was um, California Ubalala. Right, Ubalala yeah, was I'm about Governor Jerry, Jerry Brown, Brown, which I, was yeah. My and, aura smiles and never yeah. frowns. <laughs> he has just as much uh, vitriol. Contempt. For the liberal elite and yes, all that he does. he does, he'll 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 bash them just as oh, much. Yeah. So I definitely do admire that about him. He just uh, <laughs> he's just so funny about how he um, uh, he just gets things get under his skin, yeah. man. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. That's that. If you if you don't mind, you know how Morrissey is basically. The, the, what did I say about the Smiths record? Strange Ways could have been called Bitch, Bitch, Bitch. Right, right, right. Well, this is another one of those records, but it's very entertaining complaining. Oh, yeah, it's it's totally entertaining, right, because it's because it's clever, and there's, like, really great music going on behind yeah. it, and uh, a, lot, a lot of thought there goes, is. goes, there in, is. goes now, in everything. I, we, have, we have this, I'll carry forward a discussion that we've had about bands, and I looked up the songwriting, and these songs are with... with a couple of exceptions, all credited to Jello Biafra. So, oh well, and that's a big uh, again. We talk about bone of contention. That's the one thing why they they sued they sued each other. Yeah, yeah. Now because, there's right and 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 I don't. I'm sorry. I I side with Jello on a lot of things, but with this, this I really one. can't because what his, his yeah, what he yeah. says is Jello never even played an instrument. Yeah. So, so what he would do, he said he would sing the songs to them and have them learn it. But no, East Bay Ray especially. Yeah. And the bass, no, the bass parts yeah, are great too. And sorry, the drum parts. Claus Floride. This is a band. Whatever, whatever great uh, ideas and great stuff Jello did, it was elevated it was by a this band. Band, yes, made it. Which is most of the bands we cover like that. It's like it's not right. just the singer songwriter. There's, there's, They've got yeah. people around them that elevate everything, and he yeah. definitely did that. I mean, they. they uh, I mean, now uh, it's it's hard. Uh, uh, afterwards, they they went on without him. He didn't want to. He didn't want to tour anymore, and they wanted to redo it so they would get other singers. Yeah, and he had a great quote about him. He called any of the bands they have after with different singers. He called. Calls them the new the new DKs the world's greediest uh, karaoke band. <laughs> yeah, so I don't think time has softened his sword. Um, <laughs> no, no, it hasn't. It hasn't. He's still as uh, acerbic and ornery. Acerbic and ornery, but but uh, but just great. I, I'll tell you what. I saw him do a spoken word thing after when uh, DKs were over, and I yeah. saw him down here. And it was great, but after about he did a set three about, hours. No, well, an hour and a half, and he took a break. Yeah, and he said, "All right, I'm going to take a break. Come back." And me and my friend, who who my friend who I went to the Tampa show with <laughs> in 1981, we looked at each other and said, "Okay, yeah, that's we got a general idea." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we got the idea. I think Henry Rollins did the same thing, where I was like, "Yeah, Henry, thanks, man," but yeah, <laughs> I get gonna, it. <laughs> we'll check you later. Yes. Yeah, we saw the same show, and I'm guessing we saw it in. Tallahassee in the same tour, that first spoken word tour he oh, did. Oh, right. Okay. And okay. Uh, it was great. And I think we did sit through the whole thing. And <laughs> it's great because every, I know we did of... because, you know why? Because my wife had to drive him around. And she oh, worked for the right. campus entertainment. She told me about that. <laughs> yeah. And he actually was kind of a dick to her all day and then apologized. He apologized, yeah. At the end of the day and said, I'm sorry. I, I, I've been, you know, whatever. I, I, I have the flu and I'm not feeling That's well. That's nice that he apologized. He was. And, uh, he, can't help, he probably can't help it. I don't think so. And that's probably his line. He's got, you know, he's probably a dick to everybody. And then, I'm sorry, I have the flu. Or uh, Right, right, right. So, uh, 
we should dig in because there's a lot of songs uh, on this record a lot to and go. there's a lot of lyrics. There is. And it, and, uh, it starts out with a little uh, spoken word thing, like yeah. crazy, noisy music. Yeah. And a girl, uh, I guess <laughs> she is. What the, tell them the, what's the opening line of the album is. <laughs> Why are you such a stupid asshole? <laughs> Would you really like to know? So, right. Yes. There you go. Uh, it, I guess her, uh, the voice of Christmas Past was Melissa Weber, is the voice. They call her yeah. the voice of Christmas Past. Yeah. And she does the beginning, and at the end, she's got a little something. And then it kicks in, the song uh, Government Flu kicks in with sort of like a false beginning. It sounds like a mm-hmm. like a rocker, like mm-hmm. a mid-tempo rocker. Yep. And then it's... It, and then it just kicks like in. Like a machine gun, yeah. Like a machine gun. And then after this song, the first five or six songs on this record, just one after the other, like very short pause between them, and, and they just hit yeah. you like a sledgehammer. So, um, yeah. All right, so the, the song's ter- this song's terrifying already. Right, because it's... Um, it's about the government experimenting on uh, civilians. With, right, it's um, like the MKUltra thing. Viruses, which yeah. I don't even know if MKUltra was... Oh, people were aware of that in 1982. Jello probably you, Well, because you know, MKUltra, for anyone who doesn't know, was a... Was, uh, where they were... Um, I believe they were doing it to soldiers, as a matter of fact. They were giving them massive doses of LSD and not telling them. Right. And so they were just... These people were... And so one of the famous, you know who the most famous graduate of the MK Ultra program was, was uh, uh, the Unabomber. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. And so... Uh, but I, I think you're right. I don't think this was really known then because you would think if it was, it would have been in the song it somewhere. Been, it yeah, he would have said so something about MK Ultra. Yeah, it wasn't but, uh, he's out in the open yet. He's talking about they're going to, you know, stuff they were uh, putting in the, uh, the government flu. We got uh, a drug. We're going to try it out on you. Putting, we'll, the, putting, the, putting in the water. Won't Dose make you die. Your water It'll get you just a little sick. Right. <laughs> getting all depressed. It's getting all your friends. You can't get it up for nothing that'll rock the boat. So, uh, um... Terrifying. Yeah. And, um... It's, uh... I don't know what would have prompted this in 1982 if there was a conspiracy theory or if, um, you know, it's not fluoride. He's not talking about uh, uh, um, precious bodily fluids like in Dr. Strangelove. Right. The, but uh, uh, make you hazy, make you lazy, drive you crazy for days and days and days and days and days. And then he says in days and days and days about 50 times after <laughs> right. that. The government flew. Uh, so um, it starts off there. And I... I, I was wondering how they picked the opening, tr- you know, how they picked the opening track because I would have think it would be basically, you know, just draw straws because a lot of these songs are great and they're there's there's, you know. I just I'm not sure how you'd pick the sequence of this album, right? But I think maybe because it had that in that beginning that false beginning, yeah, thing, okay, which is right. kind of cool. So okay. that's yeah. Song. yeah, and then. Yeah. And then we go into the second song, which is Terminal, Terminal Preppy. Preppy. Yeah. Which now he's mad. He's attacking. He's skewering. He's not attacking. Yes. He's skewering the classic college bro. Oh, yeah. Frat guy. Guy who just yeah. wants to go to college to drink and have sex while majoring in business. Right. Uh, Belushi's my hero. I lampoon and I ape him. 
my news of the world comes from Sports Illustrated. Well, Belushi was even, he was probably still alive when this song was recorded. Yeah, and then it's so, but I think it's probably the whole Animal House thing Animal too. House. Like some, yeah. yeah, you're going to He's college. not saying that, they're not saying that as a parody, but as something to be right. imitated right. with gusto. And it's and it's funny because you could tell uh, Jello always, um, was always about being educated, and, you know, getting educated, yeah, learning yeah. about things, but he, you know, he's, you know, he's not about these college kids that are just going to college no, to major and, in business, uh, um, and not to really, you know, not to broaden their their minds or anything. My ambition to, in life is to look good on paper. Yes, that's all a great I want line. is a slot in some big corporation. Yep. This is uh, it's the same. It's the same as it is now. Um, yeah. Win win. I always play to win. Want to fit in like a cog in the faceless machine. Uh, terminal, terminal, terminal. Preppy. Then <laughs> he says, "There's some things in here I won't." I don't want us to get uh, anyone angry. So I want to. Some... I know which one. I We're gonna. Yeah. yeah. But I love he's got who just smile. Uh, who just smiles all the time in my centerfold world filled with Springsteen and wine. Oh yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so we had to throw a little dig on. Bruce. Yeah, a little dig on Springsteen. Not, I don't think it's not a dig on Springsteen. It's a dig on the guy, the college bros who love yeah, Springsteen. Yeah. Someday so, I'll have. Yeah. Someday I'll have power. Someday I'll have boats. Attract in some suburb with Thanksgivings to host. Yeah. Well. <laughs> I've hosted Thanksgiving, so I guess I should uh, I should look yeah, at well, myself. Uh, no, but you're you're right. You you aren't a cog in the machine, though. No, uh, yeah. no, I tried. You know. <laughs> no, yeah. Uh, no, Dismal really. failures of totally, cost. totally. All right, trust so your mechanic. Get, oh, trust me, mechanic is a really good song and very. Uh, very timely. It's, yeah. it's basically about service providers, and it could be anyone from mechanics <laughs> to doctors, right. putting profits over their clients. Yes. Because when you think, you know, when you think about it, it's not in the in the mechanic's best interest to just fix your car so it's running great. No, it's in his best interest to, to be keep yeah, finding right. things fucked right. up with it, or to fuck something else up so you'll have to keep coming yep. to them. And, and the same thing with a doctor. Oh yeah. And doctor says you need surgery now. Feeling good till the side effects. Fuck up something else. You're ensnared by the medicine man, paying up the ass again and again. Gonna rip you off, rip you off. I know, and that's to <laughs> me, that's very terrifying to me because I always think that I'm always terrified, like about right. doctors. And and it also made me think when you think about it, Jello, because he he has to go to the doctor at some point. He must be the worst patient because oh. you picture he goes to the doctor and the doctor says, oh. "Well, you know, uh, Mr. Uh, yeah. Mr. Biafra, your uh, cholesterol is pretty high." And then Jello would be, "Oh, really?" <laughs> Have you seen this? Have you seen this oh, study? Oh, really? Yeah. I suppose you want to give me some drugs. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah. He must um, be a terrible... And there's also a thing in here about psychiatrists, too. Which yep. is uh, about... Um, oh, yeah. Uh, told you're depressed. He so, confuses you. He fucks your head up worse. Uh, got you feeling helpless. You're coming back for more. Again, again and, and again. again. Gonna yeah. rip you off. Rip you off. Um... So yeah, he's not—he's not going to be the greatest guy to have come into your business, and and uh, you know he doesn't—I he, think he doesn't—you know, like people at bakeries get off pretty easy. He doesn't mention them. <laughs> <laughs> like seems like okay. If seems they like had the, stayed together, he would have. Yeah, right. That, the right. The bakery would have definitely, uh, you know. Because we go from this. Who is he skewering next? Oh my God, this the, one's wild. The, yeah, this is the wild one. Well paid. Which, by the way, it goes. This song is like a frantic song. To trust your mechanic, and then immediately it goes yeah. into well paid scientist. Which yeah. is another frantic uh, song. But this is more. This is more down one pathway where he's yes, going. Yes, he's after. exposing the poor. This is a poor, overworked scientist. Yeah. That this song is about. 
And uh, yeah, the words are like uh, cringe and tense up, grind your teeth, and wipe your sweaty palms. Okay, I just. Okay, you know how I have these. Sometimes it takes me a while to get to these re- revelations. Yes. Each one of these songs is, except for, well, Trust Your Mechanic, um, we've got a lot of songs that are about one guy. Right. You've got the Terminal Preppy. Right. We've got the Well-Paid Scientist. And in the next song, it we've got a... a um, We've, coming up, we've got a guy with a car, uh, yes. a guy, a pyromaniac, a <laughs> right, right. Uh, guy who's so had a secret He'll secret pick someone who'll go, I'm going to do a song about you. Right. What about that guy? It's and like it's he says, you know what he does? Nice. He goes to the mall and he sits and Laurel and Hardy used to do that. They get their best material sitting on park benches. And so he gets them and he observes people and he goes, you know, he collects right. information. But it's so but it's so cutting and well done. When well, he says that the finishing the, the lyrics I was reading... He's talking about the guy driving home from work. Uh, close your windows, driving past the low-life company bar. They're <laughs> making fun of you. Oh, yeah, they <laughs> like, are. You picture this poor scientist thinking all the, the low-life company yeah. bar, they're all making fun of him and, in the bar. I want, you know, he's met this guy for sure. Yes. He's talked to this person and, uh, uh, um, uh, and how about when he goes into the part, when will you crack? And it sounds like almost like it's nauseating. When will <laughs> that's true. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. Crack. Was, <laughs> it's so good because it makes it, it's like, it, yeah. it's, it's, it's terrifying. Jello's a great singer. He's a great rock and roll. He he's really one, is, yeah. he's yeah. one of the great distinctive rock and roll singers. Oh, yeah, definitely. You, you know it's no, him instantly, instantly when like, you oh, hear him. Yeah, yes. Biafra. And he, he doesn't sound like anyone else. Uh, the dark, shattered underbelly of the American dream. Avoid it like the plague. It stares you from your bathroom mirror. Drown. <laughs> yes. So something is wrong here. You won't find it on a shelf. You're well paid. You're well trained. You're tied, tied to, to a, a rack. rack. So um, he has... Uh, it's scary that I actually know. I know all the words you, you do, man. You, I you're, listen, a, you're versed in this, this record. Yeah, well, I listened to this record a lot when a I was A PhD younger. to show you're smart with textbook formulas. But you're used up just like a factory hand. So he's see now. This is a and it's funny because this is a guy who wasn't the terminal preppy. This is a no. guy that went to school and yeah. studied, but still and and, <laughs> and even was intelligent and learned yes. uh, 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 um, a scientific career. Right, but they but still, still going to get you. And I got to think he's right. You know, I have friends. Uh, <laughs> Uh, if you're listening to this, I apologize. I'm not going to call you out, but I, I have a friend. You know, he got a he got a, a degree, and he's been working for a medical company for uh, at pretty much since we graduated college. And I, I think that's he gets treated like just a you know right. uh, a schlub, yeah. even though he's a schlub with a, 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 with a scientific. Degree. I know, and it's amazing. They probably get treated like that's what the song is showing, like just like the guy that works in the. Yep. Factory. It's no different. Yeah, it's a factory. It's like right. a factory you're not using get... your brain. Now, I do know someone, however, once you scale the... There are certain people... I do know someone who lives in Hollywood who... Uh, also, I'm not going to call this person out. Once you cross a certain threshold... <laughs> get, get, let me get Barry one more drink. He'll start calling yeah, these people no. out. <laughs> uh-uh. I don't want to hear... I don't. I, I, li- I like this guy a lot. Okay, I don't want to no, be, be an enemy, but he's very... He has a, he's very skilled... So, and he has a PhD, and so he does one thing very, very, very okay. well. So and he's so a well-paid he had a, scientist. He, he is a well-paid scientist, and when they ran out of things for him to do, they gave him an office and said, 
just come to work, just sit there every day until we find something else for you to do. Nice. So he's one of those guys where they've uh. seen the test scores and they're like, <laughs> yeah, don't let, they, they can't allow someone else to hire him is the problem. Right. Uh, wow. So if you, do, but most scientists that's, are that's not real. in that. Me and you, I know me and Barry consider ourselves you know, yeah, sure. relatively intelligent people, yeah. but we're, we're, no, we're no, not smart like that. No. Uh-uh. No. <laughs> not even close. We talk about, <laughs> we talk about that guy in, in you know, we say. Yeah, hush tones. Yeah. <laughs> There was yeah, there was a Christmas party, stupid Christmas party discussion, and he was there, and another couple of guys were there, and I was there, and one of the other guys says, "Well, I think I'm the smartest person in the room," <laughs> and, I, and I, I just looked at him and I said, "No, you're not. That's uh, it's him. It's that guy. I can guarantee it's the smartest person in the room right there." Right. Um, Buzz bomb. All right, song number five, Buzz bomb. This Dude. is like fuck car culture. Yeah, too. yeah, Let's make right. fun of the guy with the car, this, which is still a thing. It's kind of yeah. It's kind of to me. This is a little bit of a weak target, but I think it's more played for humor than anything else. This yeah, song yeah. has a little more humor in it, and it's just humorous. It's about the whole car culture thing, and it's like they've got a little thing in it about how he loves his car more yeah. than his girlfriend. Right. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that anything's changed since this. I cruise alone. I cruise real far. Right. I don't love you. I love my car. Right, and there are guys like this. That There's are, a lot we, of guys we know, like that. I know yeah. guys like this that just love their cars. Uh, Queen and wrote a song about this years they ago. They did. I'm, I'm loving, loving my, my car. car. The yeah. dr- drummer sang it, right? Yes, he did. Yes. Very good. Yeah. Across uh, uh, Nevada at 110 Highway 50, and there's nobody there. Sign says, next sign, 30 miles. I work all week. Each penny saved buys more escape from home. I'd rather cruise around all day than save up for a move. So he's everything goes in there. <laughs> and uh, I really love how Jello does his his homework for these songs. He does. Now there, okay. Does uh, there was a movie in the seventies that every and I'm assuming Jello saw it too because he's how, how old is he? How much older is he? I don't even look. He's a few oh, years older than us. I would think so. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe four, four or five yeah. years older than us. Right. Right. So uh, Death Race two thousand. Oh yeah. Right. right, death right Race, well, there's yeah. a Death Race two thousand line in this. Uh, uh, plow through rest area Sanolets Splat goes the lonely salesman Wanking in the men's room Oh that's from Death Race 2000 Well Death Race 2000 There was always a target You know you get a certain number of points For who you would run over It was about a car This car competition Where it was a murderous car competition I did not get that Um, uh, Zip through Eli Eli where Pat Nixon was born The cops around here Sure looking bored (laughs) Flashing sirens State patrol Uh, Um so uh, yeah, that but car culture is still with us. Yes, it uh, is, and uh, really, yeah, really good. The lyrics are so good, and that's why you talk. You know, it's sometimes when you when I see like if you watch live videos of the DKs, there's, there's a certain people that all they want to do is get on stage, oh and jump God. off the stage, yeah, yeah. get on. That's and the only reason Jell- they went. And Jello's like uh, traffic, directing yeah, traffic. There you go. It. Okay, but it's a shame that these people don't know like how great some of these words are Just and how right. clever these lyrics well, are put together. I mean, I have to be... I'm going to probably get some hate mail from this. Good, or, good. Let's uh, get some hate mail. <laughs> I, I despise slam dancing. I absolutely despise yeah, no. the pit. And I, I think... Je- I have a, When you look at Jello's face when all this is going on, I think he does... He's rolling even, his eyes. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. He's rolling his eyes. And yeah, it's just like... Because it's more bro culture. It's more... It's it is. more... And you it's can... punk you bro can culture. You can play it any way you want. Right. But it's... And it's now it's in the metal thing. You know, it's been in the metal thing for decades as well. Where they have the pit. Right. But it's just, uh, um, it's ruined a lot of shows for me. And, uh, yeah, yeah. And, and well, he, he wrote a song about it. Nazi punks 
Fuck, fuck off. off is basically yeah that's it that's it yeah that's it man his message um, not on this record it's on so, the EP uh, and this okay the next one I love this song oh I love Forest Fire I know it's a great song because it, it, it has another false beginning with, with the hippie girls you know what I'm gonna say this is their concept album this uh, I, the reason I'm gonna call this their concept album is a lot of these songs these songs did not translate into um, like their live show, the what you know how bands will do a record and it's an incredible record, but it seems like that record kind of has a kind of has a life of its own. Right, right. This record seems to be like that. It yes, doesn't. I, no, I agree, definitely. It is a concept, and this one, this is one of those songs where he's saying something in it that a lot of people think. When you think, when yeah. you, there are those fires in California, oh, yeah, well, yeah he's in California where forest fires are. It's, actually, ir- yeah, oh, for real. it's ironic that the, the house is getting burned out, oh, or yeah, all these mansions, yeah. these million-dollar mansions, are the yeah. ones getting. And he's saying that, you know. Know that what everyone's thinking, but he's saying it, and it's not like they're they're you know it, some of it's tongue in cheek, but basically he's saying it's pyros. Uh, yeah, somebody. There's a forest. Uh, no fire. junk food, just earthly goods. I ate we- weird berries in the woods. Now I'm seeing colors. I'm getting <laughs> higher. I think I'll start a, a forest, forest fire. fire. Right. And then whose houses are burning? The wealthy California homes. And he goes, uh, so some of us stay and watch, and we think of your insurance costs, and we <laughs> laugh, 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 laugh at your lives. <laughs> but, so- <laughs> what, but what about the cocaine stockpiled in the basement? Be a hero and save it. You know you're going to need it. Where's your brand new wife? Pretty wife. She might still be inside either save her or your cocaine from, from the, the fire, fire. <laughs> it's uh, brutal it's so yeah. brutal He's, um, it's kind of mean spirited yeah but but it's satire but it's definitely satire yeah. you know i don't he's not setting any no, he doesn't right. ad- advocate setting fire down yeah, no. but it's satire it is and the guy and he's talking about what everybody thinks yeah he, exactly that's what I'm, yeah and what everyone thinks and the guy and of course this is this guy that's got his cocaine and it's like should he save his wife or should he save his cocaine and uh, I will uh, say this is another song. Uh, uh, just spoiler: they, it was the coke. They they saved, they the, saved coke. the coke. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but aside from all that, we're not talking about the music that much. But this is musically, this is such a great song, and it's got these East Bay Ray guitar lines in here. Like, so we so should much. tell them who the band is. East Bay Ray is the guitar player. D.H. Poligro is the drummer, and yes. Klaus Fluoride, Fluoride was the bass player. Was the bass player, and all excellent, amazing, and I think like the only step one, above punk yeah, rock and the only one, I think D.H. Poligro, that's his actual name. The other guys. <laughs> Klaus Fluoride and, yeah, East Bay <laughs> Ray the, and Jello Biafra. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so they had punk rock names. <laughs> they did. Um, so we're going to take a break, and we'll come back and talk about uh, the song Halloween. All right. The crowded future stings my eyes I still find time to exercise In uniform with two white stripes Unlock my section of the sand It's fenced off to the water's edge I clamp a gas mask on my head On my beach at night Sticky gloss. Oh, shimmering moonlight. Right. Shine upon the 
We are back after a uh, drink refresh and uh, pizza <laughs> hiatus. Thank you, thank you to Diane Ward we for purchasing uh, Ward. pizza and uh, enlightening us because yes. we are dullards. Yeah, and <laughs> she's going to be eventually. Well, she's she, we're going to get her on, on the air. Yes, yeah, we are for sure. All right, so we're on track seven now of uh, plastic surgery disasters. Uh, disasters is <laughs> Halloween. Halloween, which is uh, one of my favorite tracks on the record. Yes, uh, and it's mine too. Uh, it's very has uh, talks about a guy. I'm assuming it's a guy. He talks about men almost exclusively in his right. Yeah, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, he does. It's the guy who is um, very uh, straight laced, but he. Spends a lot of energy all year thinking about thinking Halloween. About Halloween. What this he's going to dress up. What he's going to dress up as and be and for the one day. day. He's going to be something that he's he doesn't ordinarily get to be. Right. And uh, it's brutal, you know. It's Jello. brutal. It really is a brutal song. Um, it's a brutal song, but it's sort of like it's telling people why not. He says in the song, "Why, why can't not you do this every, every day? day?" Yeah, right. If you what are want, you so afraid of? What are you afraid of? You so you run back and stuff yourselves in rigid business costumes only at night to score. Is your leather uniform exhumed? <laughs> So, uh, <laughs> right, because well, he's saying whatever these people do on Halloween, that's their well, real right, self. Right, that's what right. they that's, aspire that's, that's to what, be. That's what they really want to be. Yeah, or that's a part of them that gets stuffed usually. And so uh, it's the, sad, really. He says, he said, uh, uh, but what's in between? Where are your ideas? You sit around and dream yeah, yeah. for next Halloween. That's it. It's so and sad when it. you think about it. And you think it's exaggeration, but I do remember we when we lived in a we lived in Athens, Georgia for a while. And there were people who spent a, a, a huge amount of energy on what they were going to be. What for they were going to be for Halloween, yeah. right? And yeah. these people were already weirdos. Right. So it was Athens, Georgia. It wasn't like so. Uh, um, they got to be extra weird for Halloween, though. And yeah, uh, yeah it seems you know it seems kind of uh, a, a, a little sad, but it's like you know, Jello despises. Hypocrisy. hypocrisy, yes, hypocrisy, <laughs> and of, of social mores. And well, the like, last lines on to... the record, yeah, last lines on the song. Why don't you take your social regulations and, and shove, them shove them up, up your, your ass? ass? So he's <laughs> he has he. This is one song where I actually feel like he has compassion for the people that he sees because he can right. see that they're trapped. Yeah, just take the social regulations, shove them up. Right, your ass. do don't what you want to do. It. Do what you want uh, to do. Uh, you'll go to work today. You'll go to work tomorrow. Shit face tonight. You'll brag about it for months. Halloween. <laughs> what happens on Halloween? Right. Uh, and uh, and by the way, aside besides all that, uh, lyrically how great it is it's a great song. It's, it's, it's fantastic. They actually had a yeah. And uh, the guitar, it's got like a, it, it, it's not a slide, it's not a slide, but he plays it kind of sliding. He's got a, I think he's using a tremolo bar. Right, right. And, and it's just um, a really good driving song. There was actually a 12-inch single of this. So this was one that they thought would be, would be uh, uh, good for the, um, the <laughs> punk rock crowd. A punk rock dance floor. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Um but it, 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 it is a fantastic song, it and really it's very is. catchy, so it'll get stuck in your head. Yeah, um, yeah. I can see your eyes. I can see your brain. Baby, nothing's, nothing's changed. changed. <laughs> yeah. So, um, because your role is planned for you, there's nothing you can do but stop and think it through. But what will the boss say to you, you know, <laughs> come Monday morning? Right. If uh, he finds out that you were, you know... 
dressed up as something yeah. unacceptable. Exactly. I guess it's probably a little different now. Things are a little looser now than they were in 1982. You can get away with a lot more. I guess, but there's still, you know, there's still people that are just saving it all up for thinking yeah, about what sure. they're going to be, be for Halloween. Gonna let loose on Halloween. Get ripped and uh, uh, put on those chaps yeah. and... Uh, Take your social regulations and shove them up, up your, your ass, ass Right. Okay, the next target on Jell-O's. <laughs> next target is the now this the spinning is the, the wheel of fortune. One. The Winnebago <laughs> Warrior, <laughs> which and, which still holds absolutely true it in does. 2018. It, it, it did does. in 1982. Yeah, you get out on the highway and you're like, oh fuck, there is one. You yeah. see what's blocking traffic. The it's Winnebago the Winnebago Warrior. Warrior. And this is more of also more of a spoof satire thing. It's not mean-spirited, but he's just pointing out the irony of these people that are that are want to go out and enjoy the great outdoors, <laughs> camping yeah. and fishing, but they have these giant gas-guzzling machines. Yes. Well, yeah, because there's nothing about the great outdoors. But there's, there is one reference in here that I like, stop at Stucky's for a meal. Okay, is there still Stuckies on the highway? I think there is. I okay, Stuckies was a. If, if you don't know, Stuckies was this horrible tourist trap or highway roadside trap with terrible food and expensive, overpriced food. But they had one good thing. What was the one good thing at Stuckies? At Stuckies, I have no idea. The, what. It was the pecan log. Oh, the pecan log, yeah. <laughs> It was like a pecans rolled around some candy. I could go for a pecan log yeah, right now. Too. I would eat the fuck. But they would have signs. They would have like the. They would have the signs on the highway like Stuckies, twenty five miles. Right. And then like every mile there'd be a sign. So the kids are going, Daddy, Daddy, can we go to Stuckies? And you're like, you're beaten down by the end. Um, <laughs> littered campgrounds, folding chairs, feed Doritos to the bears. Honey, quick, the Polaroid. Uh, it, it, it's kill some fish down by the creek. Hang their picture by the sink. Show your grandson who's the boss. Um, it, it's funny. And it is it's, funny. It's good. And there's a um, uh, there's a there's a really good uh, Dead Kennedys tribute record called. Uh, Virus 100. Yeah. And uh, Skid Roper does this for Winnebago <laughs> yeah. Warrior. Perfect. It's great. He does a yeah. Winnebago Warrior. Yeah, perfect. Uh, it's a great Skid Roper. And uh, our buddy Kramer has a song he on does. that record, too. Yes, he does. And it's a really, it's one of my favorite, actually, tribute records because it's Yeah, because those things are a lot of times not good. Not good, but this one is really good. Yeah. Alice Donut, I know a yeah, uh, right. favorite of yours. I love Alice Donut. There. And there's a lot of really, so it's definitely worth checking out Virus 100, the uh, the tribute. And, and now, now, a song that's much more serious. We slip, well, we're flipping <laughs> the record over, and did you notice side two of the record is darker? It, much darker. Side two is yeah, the darker is, side of the record. Yeah, this is Holiday in Cambodia Revisited, basically. Yes. And the first song on side two is Riot. Riot, and he is not, he's uh, taking aim at... Uh, Unfortunately, poor people who get suckered emotionally into tearing up their, destroying their own neighborhoods. And this is so, so this is before Rodney King, but I'm guessing. It is, right? It's before Rodney King, oh, yeah, but it's so, so prescient. I mean, it's, it's so right on the money because he's talking about people that riot in their own neighborhoods and, and destroy, destroy the their own neighborhoods. And tear up their, you know, their own yes. houses, burn. Uh, rioting, the unbeatable high. high. Adrenaline shoots your nerves to the sky. Everybody knows this town is going to blow. Uh, you smash all your windows. Uh, uh, oh, you need some friends and a rock. Um, it's 
Yeah, and, see, then, to, is... and towards the end, it gets more and more real. Like, oh, the raging mob, it's lost its nerve. There's uh, more of us, but who goes first? No one dares to cross the line. The cops know that they've won. Right, right. Yeah. And see, and this is a theme that Jello has always been about. He's not about the... He, 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 he's like all for anarchy, but not for mindless, directionless right, right. anarchy. Because that's what... Uh, Nazi punks fuck off basically was that same thing. He had the line... He had the... the there's, a, there's a part in Nazi punks where he says... Uh, ten guys jump one. What a man. You fight, each, <laughs> you fight each other, the police state wins. Stab your backs when you trash our halls. Trash a bank if you've got real balls. Yeah, right. That's it. It's yeah, like trash. It's like if you've got real balls, go turn attack the, the real patriarchy. <laughs> That's Yeah, he's definitely about turning your energy in the right direction. Right, and attacking right. the right things and not being, you know, self-defeating. Right, right. And Which that's is all what that... so many, and again, he's saying what many people are thinking when you're seeing these writers. Oh, yeah. You're like, you're saying, you're, you're, oh, you're, you just screwed up your own, you know, you're you burning up your own, their own neighborhood. neighborhood. Yeah. Um, it's all over, but not quite. The pigs have just begun to fight. They club your heads, kick your teeth. Police can um, riot all they please. And I, I, when I heard that line, it made me think about what we're where we are in 2018 America. Right. He says right. police can riot all they, police can riot all they please, and in 2018 America, police can pretty much kill who they want to kill. Right, exactly. And especially exactly. if you're of the wrong color. Exactly. And as we've discovered. <laughs> and this the song itself is is structured so well. It starts yeah. out with this slow uh, build up thing and then it gets mm-hmm. and it's really a great song. I mean it's 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 as thrilling a punk song as you'd ever want a punk song to be. And it's and it's telling it's got a real message to it and it's just uh it's a really great song and then it ends with the like the hopeless refrain he keeps saying tomorrow you're homeless, homeless. tonight it's a blast tonight it's you a burn blast. your own shit down man That's and then it. tomorrow you wake up and like oh what yeah. were we thinking Fuck. we weren't <laughs> um and then so we go from uh, a riot to a police state. Yes, bleed for me, which is right. It's the dark tale of the torture by the secret police. Somebody hanging around with the wrong people. Yep. And uh, we'll strap you to a pipe, electrodes on your balls. Come on, scream. Come on, ride. Face down in a pool of piss. And one thing I noticed on this album was that Jello has. He's got the technique of uh, the last line not rhyming in a lot of these songs where he doesn't bother to rhyme. He might rhyme a few of the endings in the in the in the uh, in the, the paragraph, right. but at the end he he lets it. And I was wondering if he was experimenting with that for this record right. as a as a technique for like uh, for songwriting, you know, where right, they, right, right. Because um, he is, I'll tell you what, he's a really good songwriter, and uh, these songs, these are well-written songs. In the name of world peace, in the name of world profit, Profits. America pumps up our secret police. America wants fueled to get it. It needs puppets. Right, and this song was sung in, in the in the time of Reagan. This is yeah, yeah, Reagan, yeah, right, yeah. but it's just as as uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. nothing is today. Changed. It really is. You know what's changed? We got computers. That's about it. <laughs> um, and speaking of things not changing at all. What's, oh, yeah. what's the next song? I am the owl. I am Surveillance. the owl. Surveillance. <laughs> yeah. Um, and there's a movie which I should have. Um, it's a great movie with um, from the 70s about a 
a guy who does surveillance for a living, and it's, um, I'll think of it, come back to it. Okay, but this is totally, you're being watched, you're being listened to. This is like Big Brother, CIA, NSA, but uh, don't forget, this is like 1982. Dude, did the same stuff, but they right. didn't, it wasn't quite as, uh, everybody didn't have access to the, uh, right. the, the but he says, uh, I, I hear what you're drinking and cheating on your lonely wife. I play tape recordings of you to my friends at night. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, we've got you. We've got you. We've got our girl in bed with you. You're on candid camera. Candid camera. We just unelected you. Well, <laughs> oh my God. Yes. Yeah. So. Uh, that hasn't happened yet. Watergate hurt, but nothing really ever changed. A teeny bit quieter, but we still play our games. So this is the NSA, but uh, um, I am the owl. I seek out the foul. Wipe them away. Keep America free for clean living folks like me. Um, it's it's. Um, wish I could think of that song. Or maybe which of that movie? Um, uh, so um, yeah. This record does not is not dated. No, you can, no, you it's can amazing. Substitute it's few, really not. Substitute a few names, right? Uh, and uh, see, see, that's the thing about the DKs. That's why I really think the Dead Kennedys sort of ended when they did because the record after this was Frank and uh, Frank and Frank and Christ, which is still a really good record. And uh, and then they did the one more. They did Bedtime for Democracy, Democracy. which already they were getting kind of. Yeah. He was. They had a song called MTV Get Off the Air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that that does not date good <laughs> date well. So yeah. he was kind of running out of targets and kind of repeating himself. So right. it was a good time to end the band because I feel like they sort of said whatever he had to say. And uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, how many things can you rail? What would he be railing against? Right. Now, you know. And. Um... Yeah, they were getting it, tired of getting in the van, and they were, it wasn't like they had a big tour budget. Right, they, they, right. they weren't. Uh, MTV was not courting the Dead Kennedys. No, or, they were. They were huge fish in the small pond that is punk rock. rock. <laughs> right, and they would they go on tour, and people would go and see them. But how long? How long do you? And and then I guess and Joe had uh, the the record label, Alternative Tentacles. Alternative Tentacles, which Do still them. and they're still still around. Uh, yeah. And they uh, put out some great records. Some they put out records. local friends of ours, The Eat. They put out oh, a great, okay. uh, great uh, career retrospective of The Eat. Yep. Uh, which is great, and that's on Alternative Tentacles, but and it basically has everything they've ever done. Alternative Tentacles. Yeah. Yes. So it's good, and it's still going strong. Um, okay, so we got the 12th song is Dead End, and this is a song, it's a little different. It, it is. It was written by East Bay Ray. This is credited just uh, to East okay. Bay Ray. Right. And that's why it's different, because it's more personal than it political. Is way more personal. Yeah, this is a personal uh, than political song. It's about song. a specific person as opposed right. to a kind of person. Right. Once I had a close friend, I knew him for quite a while. He seemed all right to me. We had this deal together. Took all my money and time, and then he went away, taking all that was mine. And it's incredible because he wrote this then, because later on he could have been saying this about Jello, because this is basically what he says about yeah. Jello. It's like Jello is stealing yeah, yeah. his maybe song. Maybe the conscious. Yeah, was yeah, work. it's crazy because uh, it's like that's almost like could he be talking about Jello? But it's so soon that you know it was so early for him to be thinking that way. Uh, yeah, and then he talks about a woman that does basically the uh, the same thing to him. Um, oh well, things crumble to an end. Uh, hell, we all die in the end. Die, die in the end. end. It's, it's a so dead bleak. end. <laughs> this is a this is a end. bleak song. It a is bleak, a bleak personal bleak song. It yeah, really yeah. is. 
And then I think Rob's favorite song on the record. Oh, definitely. This is my favorite song on the record. This, to me, is a classic song that everyone should know. The last song on this record is Moon Over Marin. Moon Over Marin. And this is a wonderful song. It, it really doesn't... Another one that doesn't sound like really anything else on this record. No. No, yeah, this one's... This one's um, the funny thing about Moon Over Marin... Is it's it's got a slightly out of tune guitar, which I wonder whether that was the, the guitar. The, the it guitar. is. It's a little bit out of tune. It is. Yes. And you wonder because those guys, these guys are pretty perfectionistic, right? And you go, that had to be on purpose. They must have heard it and been like, I think yeah, they did. That take was so good. You know yeah. what? We're going to keep it in there, yeah. right? Because it does. I mean. Um, it, it's just uh, it's the it's the most it's probably I would dare to say it's the most musical thing the Dead yeah. Kennedys have ever recorded. Yeah, it was. It's more of a mid tempo, almost like a ballad, like yeah. a rock ballad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're right. It's got that uh, the guitar is a little slightly out of tune. Really cool um, yeah. musicality in the song and uh, about a post-apocalyptic vision of somebody of uh, right and San Francisco and it's funny because because now San Francisco now San Francisco you think it's like wealthy you have to be yeah, right, right. no one can afford to live in San Francisco yeah, it wasn't but like back that. then it was like Marin County was the rich part of San Francisco mm-hmm. It's like everywhere else was still like Bohemians, and it yeah. was like, but Marin County, uh, Marin County was the the rich enclave, and uh, this song is basically about the decline of the envi- environmental decline, yeah. and this resident of Marin County that really doesn't give a shit about any of that because he's got his little sanctuary, his home that he goes to. Yeah, and it's really kind of sad. It's sad because they're talking about how how. Uh, Fucked up the environment is and everything, and he's going home to his like he can get in his hot tub, and that's his. There'll always be a moon over Marin. Yeah, see, I, now I'm going to say that I interpreted this a little more post-apocalyptically. Okay, where this was a guy who. Uh, oh yeah, well, because they, they also mentioned gas masks, putting gas masks on your face. And everything. You're right. You're yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, the crowded future stings my eyes. I still find find time to exercise. In uniform with two white stripes, so it's a military, ex-military guy. Something in more of the end of the Planet of the Apes with the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> Goddamn dirty apes. Uh, um, uh, white gases steam up from the soil. On my beach at midnight, bathed in my moonlight, I squash dead fish between my toes. Try not to step on any bones. I turn around and I go home. Um, so there will always be a moon over Marin. So and it's got a beautiful guitar line in there. Yeah, it really sort does. Of, it's it like really haunting does. and uh, 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 it just makes you this kind of romantic feeling guitar line. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does. Uh, and then it kind of wistful, at the end, wistful. yes, right. And then at the end, it kind of like slows down, like the rip. It just slows down. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and and then, and then it's got the, that. At the end, there's the uh, the reprise of the beginning. The reprise of the voice of Christmas past. The voice of Christmas past. And uh, what does she say at the end? She's basically. Uh, <laughs> But it's the same oh, idea. there, you know, there. Now you've, you know, it's now basically the end of this whole, uh, yes. this concept. Which, once again, the concept album idea. Yeah, it, definitely it is because it's the end. Now you could go home to your, and I would and say you could go record, back to your job. She this says. is pro- this record. I would guess in there, you know, the first record is probably the one that sells the most DK records. If people are going to listen to DK record. 
The, the first one has the most. Uh, right. It's got Holiday in Cambodia. Cambodia. It's got California Uber Alice. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. got uh, right. uh, Kill the Poor. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which is great. It's a great record. It is. But this is different. This is definitely this stretching. Is different. It's this more sophisticated. Yeah. Maybe too sophisticated. Ah, maybe too sophisticated. <laughs> for punks. For the people that it was, they were supposed to be listening to. That's it. it. I think Jello never really, uh, his, his audience is elusive he has an elusive audience in yeah. a way because the music is so aggro and so yeah. in your face that it attracted these yeah. these bros these punk bros yeah but the lyrics lyrical content is way, so way, way above that and yeah. so pointed yeah. yeah yeah so only only people like me and Barry can appreciate it. <laughs> right uh, 36 years later right <laughs> no I did I, but I mean I did I've always I, I love this record and this is a record and I try and like I said this is the one thing I it, it makes me sad in a way that more people won't hear this record yeah. because they won't just get past the fact that oh this band's called the Dead Kennedys like they were yeah. it was a stigma their whole like I I lived that's funny I yeah. lived up in Boston for five years yeah. I never got to see them because they would rarely get booked in Boston because Boston oh. venues did not want to book a band called oh, the Dead, Dead Kennedys. Kennedys when I lived up there I had to go down to Rhode Island. I yeah. remember I saw them at a club called Lupo's Heartbreak Hotel in Rhode Island <laughs> to see the Dead Kennys. And it was for um, Frankenchrist, I believe, the Frankenchrist tour. And this was actually, it was a great show because their drummer, D.H. Peligro, didn't show up at first. Ooh. There was the uh, a prerequisite, like four or five, like, punk yeah, bands playing right, before right. them. And then when they got on, Jello came out and said, he goes, all right, our drummer didn't show up. Wow. He said, we could give you your money back or we could get some drummers here, get together and we'll and we'll, we'll play with drummers and that's what he did and it was awesome he did they had drummers come up and he'd call them up and they'd say what do you want to do they'd play a song <laughs> and a lot of them were good but if some of them weren't good jello would stop and he'd go right, next <laughs> you got to see something really cool eh? it was great and about halfway through the show dh Peligro comes walking in with a giant joint uh, in his mouth uh-huh. walks into the club with a giant spliff blowing it and, he, and Jello's like our drummer showed up and then they wow. finished the show playing yeah, with I think DH they Peligro. were probably all tired of each other by that point yeah yeah but it was still great I mean uh, it was great uh it was a great experience, and the Dead Kennedys. Uh, there's no denying they are in the pantheon of punk oh, rock bands. Absolutely, yeah, they're in the top five. I would say, uh, yeah, yes. Uh, they, uh, in a certain sense, they're un- in- untouchable. In right, certain, I would say. Certain, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. So next week, yeah, what do we got next week? Next Eric? week, uh, uh, um, uh, Jerry from Orlando, uh, my friend from uh, uh, many many years ago, who. Uh, who he and his uh, girlfriend at the time put my wife and I up at their house when we moved to Orlando and let us live with them for a, a month or so. Nice. Jerry suggested a Camper Van Beethoven album, Our Beloved Revolutionary Sweetheart. Love and it. I love it. It's um, a uh, and it's the the fourth or fourth Camper Van Beethoven record, I believe. Oh, really? Okay. Their first on a major label. And it is, uh, even though it's uh, it's a major label record, it is, and it was, it came out in the '80s. It does not have a major label record from the 1980s sound. It's recorded, <laughs> in a nat- it sounds natural, 
And it's got some. It, uh, it's got the I have uh, the song on it, I have right? Fatima, uh, which is such a good song. The opening track is extremely catchy, and so catchy, in fact, that I'm sure that it'll be in my head for weeks. It was a college radio staple yeah, at the yeah, time, and it's yeah. a song that you hear and you can't get out of your Yeah, head. and then the they next the record band. they put out after uh, our beloved revolutionary sweetheart was Key Lime Pie, which is the last camper record for a long, long time, and that they actually had a hit with. Uh, um, a cover of Pictures, uh, of, Pictures Ma- of Mastic Man, Man that status right, quo yes. song from 67. Right. And, um, but Key Lime Pie is a great record too, but the Our Beloved Revolutionary Sweetheart is uh, um, really worth exploring, and David Lowry's uh, lyrics and songwriting are um, very uniquely his. And, and and you're also continuing our... We seem to be, have a theme of getting bands like their first record on a major label. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. theme. Because it is an interesting thing for a band. When a band goes from an indie a different level to of a commitment. major... Yeah, yeah. 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 Like what they happens more support, but then there's a lot more pressure. Yeah, that, not always that, necessarily their best record, but a very interesting it's record. A, it's a great record, and... Um, I look forward to exploring it in depth uh, next week. All right, awesome. So this is... uh, This is That Record Got Me High. That is Barry Stock. That's Rob Elba. Thanks a lot for listening, guys. Hey, guys, by the way, you could go, you know, you can go to, like, uh, iTunes and just give us a little rating, give yeah, us a little review. attaboy. Yeah, or or uh, you could say that. anything you want yeah. uh, on iTunes, and you can also uh, like and comment on the SoundCloud page. Right. Where the, uh, so the, do uh, that. Please do. Uh, We'd love to hear from you, and we'd love to hear from you at our email address, trgmh33 at gmail.com. Send us suggestions, and if you want to come on the podcast and jabber for about an hour with uh, uh, um, uh, an adult beverage and maybe some pizza, uh, we would be glad to have you, as long as we like the record. Right. Take care. All right, guys. See you next week.